0: What's up, everybody? So, I know I mentioned uh, that I would do a follow-up, basically, to um, the mental health podcast, where, you know, essentially, a lot of things I was talking about was uh, responsibility for your own actions, um, less of the, and it's not really a phrase I would use, it's a phrase I would hear other people use, and, you know, it's like the victim mentality, but essentially you know that's just blaming future actions on past events um which which like logically speaking just doesn't make any sense at all um like everybody understands right that's a you know i i hear in movies that i watch like um in fact one that i'm i'm thinking of in particular is when you watch the batman movie and robin um is sitting down in front of, I, th- I think it's even Bruce Wayne, or it's Robin to be, and he's talking about being an orphan, and he's, you know, saying everybody understands, everyone gets it, you know, you haven't had parents, you're this angry kid, but eventually, you know, the parents get sick and tired of the angry kid, and um, and so that idea of, you know, everybody understands, um, everyone gives you an excuse, sometimes people give you free passes for... Maybe things that you do or choose to do or say, whether you upset somebody, whether you hurt somebody and, you know, you, you, you can blame it on your past and and often it does play a role. In fact, not, probably 95% of, of our actions come down to previous experiences, whether it was childhood, whether it was at work that day, whether it was driving home from work. Um, I think probably 90% of the time when we're making decisions it's based on something that you know existed in the past so um for example just throwing it out there like you know you you agree to go on a date with somebody and you see a picture on their Instagram and and or they've liked a picture on Instagram of like somebody I don't know doing marijuana should I say or something silly I don't know and automatically you are put off that person because you think oh, they, they like drugs or they're into drugs or, or you know, because in the past you dated somebody that was like that and, and all of a sudden you're grouping. And, and it's that idea of grouping things together or or somebody says, hey, let's go to this restaurant. And you're thinking, last time I went to that restaurant, I had a very bad diet. It was very bad food. I got food poison. And, and like sometimes your defense mechanism is absolutely right to think the way that it thinks. And it's, it's right to jump into, um, I guess, like protective mode where it's going like, you know, but probably the chances of getting food poison and if it's a good restaurant, the chances of getting food poisoned twice is probably quite low. But you're right to be defensive because it's happened before. So, um, but I think responsibility, ownership of your past and accepting that it happened it doesn't necessarily mean that every time in future, when a situation like that comes up or a similar situation, um, that it's going to happen. And we do, uh, as humans, we do a really good job of remembering, uh, I'm going to give you another really funny example here, and it's something I think about all the time. You're walking through a door and you push it, and it turns out that door is a pull door. And you probably walk through this door all the time, and you get annoyed at yourself because you think in your head, why the fuck do I always pick the wrong way? Why why me, you know? Every time I come to a door, it's either a push or a pull, and I get it wrong every time. But the thing is, you don't. You just, you only think about it when you get it wrong. You know, when you get it right, you just walk through the door and crack on with life. Whereas when you get it wrong, you get a bit upset and pissed off with yourself. It's the same as um, if you're driving in your car and, and you know, you get their red light and, I do this all the time. Yesterday, I felt like every red light in the fucking country was stopping for me. And, but again, you only, you only think about it because you're probably in a rush because you're late, which is probably your own fault. Um, and then every red light, you know, irritates you. Another really good example of that was um, by being irritated by things that were probably your fault in the first place. Um, and, and it's the idea that, um, you know, you're late. You've you've made yourself late because you haven't left enough time or you've booked too many things in, either one. Um and you are you order a taxi and the taxi driver drives at the speed limit, you know, everything's everything's safe, everything's responsible, um and you start to get pissed off with them because you 're pissed off at a taxi driver for driving at the speed light for for at the speed limit for stopping on an amber light which he 's supposed to do, so you 're essentially pissed off with a taxi driver for doing his job and getting you from A to b safely yeah so that, i mean that's that's roughly kind of the the little things that you know are a bit backwards and we shouldn 't be annoyed about but and, and it comes down to not accepting responsibility when you end up late. For maybe it was a meeting, you'll blame the taxi driver. Oh, he drove like an absolute idiot. He was crawling along, crawling along at 30 miles per hour in a 30 mile per hour zone. <laughs> you know? Um and so yeah, last podcast was very much around ownership and, and, and basically just knowing that, you know, that that here we're talking about ownership when we actually are at fault. Um the other example was ownership like of your child, or um, you know, I don't know if I told you guys, but I was I was sitting with my mum, and and we were talking, and she was talking about um, my little brother wanted me to buy him. A, it's called an Oculus Quest, and he had messaged me, and and he had he had um, asked would I buy him it, and I looked it up, and then I messaged mom and I was like, hey, like what is this? Is it good? Is it not? Is it worth it? Mum was like, no, I don't think it's worth it yet, because you know, the games, maybe the games aren't fully developed, I, I don't know, I didn't really look into it too much, but she thinks that in a year's time, it'll be perhaps a little bit cheaper, and there'll be more games for it, etc., etc., anyway, then she was complaining that, it, because apparently, my little brother now has an Xbox, uh, uh, a Nintendo DS or something, or a Nintendo Switch, maybe, And and he just got a new computer for Christmas, like a gaming computer, I suppose you could say. So mum was complaining. He doesn't even play these things. They just sit up in his room. I'm sorry I bought them. Something like this. And I just went, hang on. Like, you can't – if you bought them, you can't be annoyed at them for not playing them unless before you bought them, you said, I'm only going to buy these three machines if – You play them evenly. I don't want to buy them if one's going to get set. Do you know what I mean? So, like, we're very good at, like, blaming others and making comments when actually, like, you know, a lot of the responsibility was on ourselves, whether we, you know, mum can't, like, mum can't control how often, you know, like, my little brother, like, wants to play a device or maybe he gets tired playing a a device. But at the same time, if you're the one buying and encouraging and, like, setting that situation up, um, you can't be annoyed, you know. It, it's it's just a fact. If you if you never tell your kid to look both ways when they cross the road, and you know they don't one time and they hurt themselves, well, you know you, that's where responsibility comes into the equation. And so, responsibility for all your own things. Um, you know, another great example would be like if you overtrain and then you get injured and. You go see a physio and they can't fix you, and you know you blame the physio for a misdiagnosis of an injury, Um and you know you're really annoyed, and you're like, yeah, but they diagnosed it wrong. You know they've cost me so many weeks of training, that, all this sort of stuff, and it's like, no, you you cost yourself that many weeks of training because you were overtraining. It's not it's not the physio's fault. The physio didn't make you overtrain. The physio didn't make you go and do more runs than you were supposed to do. Like you went to the physio. Because you were trained, they then gave you the diagnosis. You also picked that physio, and um, you know, <laughs> so there's there's a lot of things that we can accept ownership for that we we probably don't. Um, I also touched on just looking after your business a bit more. Like, um, I I if you if you get a chance, Google, you know, the I think it's the Navy Seal. That did it. Did the speech on just making your bed in the morning, um, and just waking up and and starting the day on the right foot, basically putting the right foot forward. You've made that little decision, um, when when I sat down with Gary Longwell, uh, last year when I was going through a, a rough patch, March, March, April, May, um, and and really the it it was. You're looking for it to be easy answers, you know. I was looking for it to be iron, vitamin D, you know. You wanted it to be easy answers. and But, but actually when we sat down and we chatted about it and we, you know, we did. I don't know if I ever – I did. I told you guys about on the whiteboard the square and, you know, you've got these different areas like performance square where you're in the zone, you're performing, you're in a really good place. And then basically the, the square that comes after performance is complacency. Um, so you either stay in performance, or sometimes you move into complacency, um, and then you've got to move from complacency up to like almost like light bulb moment where it clicks. And you, sorry, no, the next stage is confusion. So you're you're confused why things aren't going well, um, and then obviously after that is the light bulb moment where it's like you know you you understand. I'm in a shit place because I've stopped doing all the things that keep me in a really good place. Um, for example, um, you know, let's say you decide to meditate or you decide to do yoga and you do it for a month and things are going really well and you're really enjoying your running, your training and and then you, you start throwing like lines around like I'm too busy to meditate, I'm too busy to go to yoga, I don't have enough time, it was my kids' fault because they had things to do and then all of a sudden a month later, you know, you're, you're back to square one and things aren't going that well anymore and um you know it's it's easy to to track back but at the time you'll probably be quite confused you'll be like god why am i struggling tonight and it could be another 2 weeks before you it sort of clicks and you think oh you know what jesus i haven't done that meditation stuff and in 4 weeks and when I was doing that I was just way more relaxed about my running or god I haven't done like my my yoga in in 5 weeks and I think when I was doing that it was really helping me just feel a little bit better like a bit looser whatever it would be um so that that's the different stages um I, I, I got a message yesterday I guess um saying, you know, the person just said they were surprised nobody had reached out about the, the, the first mental health podcast and, and nobody did and, and that's absolutely fine. And uh, one of the things I was gonna write back at the time was, you know, it um it's easy for I always think and it is easier it's easier to talk about mental health and your own struggles, you know, if you just win the Olympics and then you're like, "Oh my God, I was depressed for ten years, and I was an alcoholic, and and I was a sex addict, or you know, all stuff like this, like, or a drug addict, or you know, it, it probably feels far easier to do that when you know you've just achieved something really successful. Um, but this is where we we can't and we shouldn't, um, you know, just categorise people or label them. So just because someone's achieving success now doesn't mean that they have fought like really hard every day to get to that place. And, and, you know, like, I, like, obviously I have a resilience, I have a talent, I have an ability, um, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's both. Um, But I can tell you that like times weren't always good for me. And, um, you know, I I actually, I responded to the the person that had messaged me and, and I said that exact line, like, you know, I, I, I almost feel like not bad for you know preaching mental health and 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 maybe like you know trying to trying to suggest that it's easier for me to talk about it because things are sort of going well and compared with like other people but you know things things aren't always going well like um you know i i've lived in some really well dark moments for me Um, you know it's all relative and it's all comparative to you know individual people but um you know i i've had like my heart ripped out of my chest and thought that i was mad in love and 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 you know had probably loved i i think i i said the line of you know probably loved someone more than i love myself and that was absolutely true at the time um at least like the 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 silliness you know like care more about their happiness that day than your own, et cetera, et cetera. Of of course, there's a deep love with yourself that, um, like I, I'm not throwing that out there lightly. But, um, I've I've definitely, um, woke up and thought, what could I do today to make this person happy and things like this, and, and then to have that end and me think, oh my Christ, life cannot go on. And I've sat in a dark room, angry and sad, and. And you know, and then, like like maybe heard that that girl's dating someone else, and I've wanted to rip their throat out, like you know i I've been in really bad places with my emotions and and felt super out of control and and it's really horrible, it's a horrible feeling, like just being angry and sad and and you know you're you're looking at tears, you're looking at um just dark moments and then I probably didn't run for you know two or three weeks and and just decided like I I don't care anymore you know nonsense like this and um and and I'm not talking about little like flings here or or like like you know oh my god you broke up with someone like get a grip like it it was it was deep for me it was really dark for me and um and and, you know I'd have to call home and and be like I'm I'm falling apart (laughs) um And then of course you know you moved uh, like i don't know how many times i've like my emotions when i was a kid just used to get me in trouble and fighting and you know i've had umpteen times i've had bottles broken over my head and like i think i've had my nose broke three times both of my fists or i i have like i have i can't really hit a punch bag anymore without um like waking up with like like i my knuckles will swell up a bit because like they got broke so many times and i never got them fixed um I used to just punch things I'd be so angry I used to just punch a wall I'd I'd punch anything going not to mention how many times I've just fought with people um and I and you know I like it was just anger I just had so much anger and rage and physically I just couldn't control my emotions at all um now it's been a long time I'll tell you the last time I almost got in a fight with somebody was I think it was a week before London Marathon in 2018 and I was running through Bushy Park and a fella drove into the car like into the into Bushy Park and, and I was silly you know I, I ran across the road like we do and um and there was a wee bit of a like he almost hit me and I I, I apologized you know I was like you know look like, sorry um I, I should have watched where I was going and he just made a scene you know like got out of the car and he was a he was a shorter guy than I am and I'm not exactly super tall at like 511 but Um, He got out of the car and he started making a scene. And and he's just, you know, I'm not trying to act tough, but I would have boxed ahead of this guy. And he's very lucky. And I'm lucky too actually come to think about it. Because I had London next week and I seen a group of old ladies, you know, I looked over and I seen a couple of old ladies out for a walk and I just thought it's not the time or place. Not the time or place, because if I got into a scuffle, I'd have to roll around on the ground with this guy, and I might end up hurting a hip or a thigh or a knee. Um, but my right hand was cocked, and I wanted to just drop him. Like, um, But I remember getting back to the house, and I called Alan Story and told him about it and said how proud I was of myself that I didn't just whack him. Um, but like, I, I, I've, I've learned... And and you know, you'll, I experienced it on the podcast yesterday when I sort of got annoyed at somebody when I was driving. But I just don't carry that same anger anymore. And running, believe it or not, I think is the backbone of that. Running, running, having something to pursue is the backbone of that. My own, my own work with the likes of Gary, and um, you know, my own like actions are are what's making the changes. It's not just running. Running is the purpose. I'm doing it for running. But it's amazing that then it's also just impacting my life in a really positive way. Um and, and I've just calmed a lot. But you know, it So back to my point is, you know, it might be easier for me now. But it certainly wasn't easier for me like when I was growing up and going through all of this and um I I just had real I I don't really know the reason why my emotions were so out of control. Maybe we're not taught anymore, you know. Maybe in school we're not taught, and maybe it's a thing that you need to be taught at home. You know, maybe parents. Sometimes parents contribute to where your emotions are good or bad, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, but there is strategy. So you know, like moving on. Um, I think you like some of it's a choice. Like you have like your alter ego. Um, an alter ego and ego is like the the idea that you have of yourself, and and if the idea and the character you want to play in life is like a wee hard man, well, you know, you you don't be surprised if then you find yourself in tussles and find yourself in problems because you basically have this ego that almost wants it um or at least wants to play that role. Um so like you, you don't be surprised then if you do run into bother. And a lot of people's ego does see themselves as like a wee tough guy and um and or or woman, you know, like nobody nobody for me, no man will mess me about, no man will tell me what to do, you know, things like this. And um and so it, it, it's it it works for both, you know, male and female. Um but I think one of the, one thing that nobody really does is just decides what person do I want to be? You know, what example do I want to set? Like, do I want to inspire others? Do I want to help others? Or, you know, do I want to be um, the problem, you know, like, uh, and and we have enough problems in society and, and you know, everyone seems angry and everyone seems selfish and everyone seems like, um, you know, every man for himself type business. So it's amazing the power of being surrounded with people that just, you know, calm situations down and. Um, And I, maybe I've made that choice that I want my ego to be somebody that's just calm and and not, you know, doesn't stress about things and, and, you know, small, small example, but, you know, I'm in the coffee shop this morning and, and we, we, the lady brings over my coffee and, and milk and spills the milk on the table and goes all over my laptop. And, and I just instantly just wanted to calm her down, you know, I, like where you yeah yeah sometimes you have the opposite in that situation and you have somebody that would say oh my fucking laptop like watch what you're doing for goodness sake you know it, maybe that lady just you know she told me a couple of days ago that her house had just got burgled and um and and yes that's great for me now I didn't even think about that this morning but I think about it now but you've no idea what's going on in that person's life and then and then you're gonna chew them up a little bit like because of even if your laptop did get damaged you know it's material it's not you you know, even if someone spills water on you and, 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 you know, it burns you a little bit, like they're not doing it. They, they didn't do it intentionally to harm you. But when you bark back at them, that's intentional. You're doing that with intent to harm that person, to upset their feelings. To, um, So, yeah, that was just like a silly example. Um, But I, I, I just think it's practice. I think you have to practice things like this every day, like exercise control. Whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your family, you know, whether it's out in the car, whether it's with strangers. Another really cool thing to practice actually, and, and I think this helps too, um, is just being nice to people. Um I think the nicer you can be to somebody, like um, like the better. Like if you notice you like somebody's t shirt, you know, tell them. If you like somebody's shoes, tell them. Um and, and it's amazing how much like secrets we almost lock in where like we do like something about somebody and and we just we just don't say. And and not not all of this is like hitting on somebody or you know chatting somebody up. It's not. It's just it's just saying something that for all you know, you know that person could be having a really bad day. That person might not think they have very good taste in clothes. Whatever, you know, they could be insecure about any number of things, and you might just really push them in a lovely direction. Um. So yeah, a lot of the stuff in life that we do that we necessarily don't think is connected to uh, sport actually is hugely connected to sport. And I think the real turning point was when me and Gary Longwell spoke about discipline in training and how that impacts my discipline in races. And um, if I don't exercise control in training, so, you know, maybe I have a six-mile run planned and then I go running and I decide, oh, what would would Mo Farah do? You know, and I might be like, well, Mo probably did 10 miles today instead of six. And then I do 10. That's an emotional decision and I've allowed my emotions to dictate that decision. So basically then in a race scenario, don't be surprised then if I allow my emotions to dictate decisions in races, because if you're allowing it to happen in training and in life, don't be surprised if come race day you allow and it can work. Sometimes it works for you, and your emotions make you believe you're fitter than you are, or stronger than you are, et cetera, et cetera. But nine times out of ten, it's it's having a negative impact. Um, so it's it's there's discipline there. There's there's exercise and discipline, exercise and caution. Um, but yeah, it it it's a it's a lovely, lovely, lovely topic to delve into, like mental health and and ways to support it. And you know, th- this podcast particularly hasn't been hugely about um advice and 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 coping strategies and mechanisms and things like that and and more just i guess more dialogue and and more chat um but i i think the biggest turning point for me was um i i you know i think about it quite a lot but it was that first day when i did that marathon type stuff and and i i decide i i just accepted ownership that day but without reading a book that was just me in the park deciding you took fucking eight months off, so own the fact that you're unfit. Um, it's like if you, let's say, like someone that's like an anorexic, you know, and and or bulimic, I think the word is, and and they eat a lot, you know. Like I used to in college and university and eat a lot, and then decide to throw it up. Um, and you know, I really struggled with weight when I was in in school in America and buffets every day and. But I, that's cheating, you know, you, that's you not accepting responsibility for your actions and, and basically accepting responsibility for your actions is if you've been a fat prick and you've ate too much and you've been a greedy fucker, accepting responsibility is accepting whatever the repercussions of that are. Same as I say this all the time, but same as like if you don't finish a marathon because you went out too fast, you're not accepting responsibility for the situation. You went out too fast. Finish. Learn from it. You know, don't make that mistake twice. Um, so there's a lot of these things that are kind of connected and all connected in different ways. Um but I, I definitely think ownership is is huge and then discipline is huge. Um but no, it it it's not it's not been a, a straightforward road for me. You know, I, I I I was I at one point I was drinking probably a half bottle of whiskey a day and I remember showing up for training and people telling me I stink of whiskey and Um, and and I, it's, it's horrible, but I, I remember just saying, like, I just drink enough until I get to that happy place. And, you know, that's so sad that you're not living in a happy place, but it's not sad. It's, you can control that, you know, you can make changes to, to bring yourself, first of all, you need to figure out what, what it is that you think, or you assume is going to make you healthy or happy. Um, and, and sometimes it's connected health and happiness, um. And then fucking put in the hard yards to to get there. Um, it's it's amazing the power of knowing what you want, and then figuring out the knowledge and and what it might take to get there. And then just you know always focusing on that end goal, no matter how shitty it gets in the, in the middle. Um, it's just hard work, you know. But it's it's actually. The the running side of it should be fun because that's your passion and, you know, it's something that you really enjoy. But the hard work part sometimes is convincing yourself that you're good enough, convincing yourself that you can. Um, and and that's sometimes hard work. Sometimes the hard work is battling with people that are going to try to hold you back and, and hold you down um, and recognizing that. and um, Hard work comes in all different forms. Um for me the hard work is never executing training or getting training done. That's when I'm in my element. I love that side of things. But sometimes the hard work can just be staying disciplined and um you know not doubting myself after races that maybe don't go the way I wanted it to and, and things like this. But um it's a journey and, and mental health as much as as much as physical fitness is a journey. Um, and that's easy to track, you know, oh my god, my tempo's got faster, I'm doing my loop quicker than I've ever done it before, um, mental health side of things is far more difficult to track, um, and we, and like I say, we don't often register the fact that we've just had 30 good days where we've woke up really positive and really excited about training, we usually focus on that one bad one, um, and then judge ourselves, and, and make ourselves feel pretty beat up about it, so um, you know, start rewarding yourself for if you are looking after your own mental well-being um, and, you know, compliment others, you know, help them in their journey. You, don't, you have no idea what people are going through um, and in life and um, start to figure out what you think it is you want to achieve. There's a, a brilliant line and, and not a line, but um, a brilliant idea. And it's like, and I think about this too. Imagine I'm walking back from this, this party on New Year's Eve and I've you know I'm really hungover and imagine I didn't decide that day that I wanted to make this comeback and I I wanted to do what I'm doing now like where would I be right now? Um, but obviously I did make that decision and and here I am. But like I have this ability and this talent and and I swear I all I think we all do not necessarily for running not necessarily for marathon running we all have these abilities and talents. I I seen a girl and I swear to God, this is a phenomenally talented athlete. This girl is absolutely brilliant, Commonwealth champion. But I swear, I think her talent and her gift is making people feel good about themselves Um, and and just how she compliments people and sees goodness and sees happiness. And and it's amazing. And and, and a lot of people aren't tapping into their gifts and um, start to recognize your gifts, start to start to compliment others on their gifts and and, you know, like if someone says something and they compliment you and it makes you feel good, tell them. Like, be like, you know, thanks for telling me that earlier. Like, you know, I've been, I was a really shitty start to the day and, and you telling me that my hair looked good or, or, you know, that I had lost a bit of weight or, you know, it really lifted my day. And, and you're reinforcing that person to keep doing that. Um, but yeah, look, guys, I'm, I need to get ready because I'm going to be late. Um, as per usual. But, um, I'm meeting Ricky this morning, the physiologist, to do some, a, a pretty decent session, um, and I think he's going to cycle with me on the bike that I was sorting yesterday. But look, everybody, take care now. Bye bye.